My friend sat across the table from me in the cafe. She was telling me about her sudden inability to move her bottom limbs two weeks ago. As she stood in the middle of her kitchen, about to open her cupboard, pain struck her entire body. She had never felt pain like this before. And the pain made her freeze in that moment, unable to come down from her tiptoes or to move her feet. She panicked. She was scared. She cried out to her husband for help. As we continued to speak, she told me about the pain seizing gradually after taking some painkillers. Being more of a naturalist, she was also finding some herbal alternatives. I recommend turmeric. It is good for your joints, I offered. My friend is an artist. A very talented and thorough one at that. She is a multidimensional human being who appreciates all the edges that make up her body, mind and soul. She walks between both worlds of the seen and the unseen. Which is why it came as no surprise when we began talking about the dilemma she's been having for a few years now. One which was beginning to unravel in her recent incident of her immobility. My friend is also a multitasker. As she applies for art grants, she works for someone else and develops her own project. Birthed from her love for technology, migration and women's stories, she's created an app that has been in the making for many, many years. During the few years of our friendship, I have found her to delve deeply into her work and I may not hear from her for a few months. Yet, whenever I reach out, the answer is always a short, resounding, positive yes. In these recent years, she has confessed feeling a split between herself between finding monetary security versus dedicating full time to develop her own project, between working for someone else versus working for herself, between her scientific nature versus her esoteric side. In between the inner struggle, she works and works and works to support herself and to find value in the world she belongs to. All the while, experiencing how her work meets the world. Last time we met in December, she described her longing to end the mental struggle, to stop finding her own value in others' eyes but herself, to finally open herself enough to share the rights for other women to use her app, to finally feel like she was no longer running, but walking in a steady pace that was rooted in a body that felt whole. The time couldn't be more perfect. She lost her ability to move for a couple of weeks, even now when she was able to walk. It was 
a gentle observation of her body, a quiet negotiation of, can I take a step now? How is it feeling? Finally, she was no longer able to run. The inability to move at her normal pace, which for some may be at a super speed, made a staggering difference on both her body and mind. Now every decision was a decision of whether she had enough energy to complete the task at hand or to simply give it up. She now had to choose one instead of two, two instead of four, four instead of eight. Finally, she was grounded. She was narrowing down. She was here, rooted in her body and clearer in her mind about what was truly important for her. She was present enough to feel the split in her inner self. And from that presence, this self could become whole again. Sometimes our vices are hidden from our own eyes that we cannot see how we are sabotaging ourselves. It is not our fault. How can we fault a blind person if they accidentally bumped into us? How can we know better if we cannot see it in the first place? Because vices come in a disguise. The vice in particular that I recognize in myself is the inability to see my own limitation. No, it is not that I am not talented or good enough. It is not that I am not interested or passionate. It is not that I don't have enough energy. It is simply that all of these things that I am, to which I would argue we all are, are the vices that also split my own psyche. I partly, in many ways, see myself in my friend's dilemma and her recent occurrence. My psyche splits because I have lived in my own imagination for so long that I underestimate the reality of time in the material world. I am already many steps ahead of myself, thinking that it has already been done if I have seen it in my own mind, disregarding the world to which I also belong to, in my body, right now. One with other humans, one that works in a different rhythm, one that has more nuances to experience than what I see from within. Being off social media for a couple of weeks now, I cannot help but also realize that being exposed to social media platforms also work to the same effect. Instead of experiencing body-based natural occurrences, I am exposed to others' worlds that are curated. And so, my sense of time and self also absorbs. I am more rushed, I am more excited, I am more unnatural. 
I am made to feel like I should be partaking in everything that brings quote-unquote true value in life. Yet being disconnected and offline made me appreciate my own limitation. That without any external stimuli, I am left to my very own, very slow and steady pace. Slowing down my already quick mind when sometimes it feels like wading through the mist. Sometimes a slow bright illumination of the sun. Sometimes a thunderous jolt of honesty from pure experience. And amongst all of this, I have no one to tell me what will be good or bad, right or wrong. I have to slowly piece these things together before I take the next step. Or simply to walk through the messy pieces. That could be days, weeks, months, or years. Doing too much can mean we can do things too soon. At a time when we are constantly feeling responsible to take part in everything, it is okay to have limitations. I heard the author Oliver Berkman in his audiobook 4,000 Weeks talk about the fact that limiting our choices shouldn't automatically make us feel the fear of missing out. In fact, narrowing down to a limited choice makes that choice even more valuable. How appropriate for a time like this. How appropriate for me. I am slowly unlearning. Now I am saying one thing at a time, consistently. I am repeating this new phrase of mine and more on that to come later. But I am repeating this new phrase when my mind goes into a spiral and believe me, I go into many spirals. We may be living with our vices for many years. Let them reveal themselves in their own time. In all fairness, we are never too late to the party of our own becoming. We are never too late to the party of our own becoming. Like me and my friend, your vices may lead you to repeated circumstances where you finally have to face your own limitations or lead you to limited choices where you have to face your mortality, where these limitations bring you more into the reality of the situation rather than your imagination. I have said it before and I will say it again. For us and for my own sanity. It happens when it happens.